whenever there's a mass shooting in America, conservatives always say the same thing. They say thoughts and prayers. And that really bothers. Literally screaming at me. That really bothers. Well, you know, <laughs> I'm just screaming at this is just my regular volume. You know that. It's okay. Can I just get this opening out? Go ahead. Can I just get the opening out and then I'm going to introduce you and the then we'll get into it. <laughs> Bring them all together for the final. You have to. <sighs> Whenever there's a mass shooting, conservatives always say thoughts and prayers. Okay, but there's a new, there's a liberal version of that now, which is enough is enough. And I tweeted that three days ago, I think. And I also posted on my Instagram story. And the next day, the internet delivered this gem, which we'll play for our wonderful and beautiful listeners. He becomes exasperated at the end, I think he... It's unsettling. I think he almost made himself pass out. If you can imagine what that guy looks like, for those of you who haven't seen the video... Super he, hot. He looks exactly like what you think he looks like. This is Storytime with Dave. I am your host, Dave. I'm joined with my beautiful woman. Say hello. Hi, I'm Lauren. It's great to be here. Co-host. Aw. Yeah. Okay, so we have multiple things that we could talk about, but obviously we could start there. Yeah. I actually got a request from Aaron. Who? One of our listeners, Aaron. Oh, yeah? He wants hot takes about school shootings and gun control, I think. All right. So we can deliver that. My hot take, enough is enough. Enough is enough. Enough is enough. Yeah. Enough is enough. I'm famous for saying enough is enough. It's kind of my thing. It's like my number one slogan, you know? Um, and because of, I just kind of feel a little slighted by the whole thing because everyone's kind of like taking my thing and turning it into something that it should never have been. A slogan? A slogan for, for this, you know? Enough is enough, but it was my thing. I started it and no one gave me credit for it. Yeah, that's fucked up. It is fucked up. The but. liberals do that a lot. You notice the tweets where it's like they were, you see those tweets that go viral where it's just the same phrase over and over again. Yeah. Like Bart Simpson writing it on the chalkboard, yeah, but they're yeah. doing it to make a point. Yes. They're like, white silence is violence. Yes, white yes. silence is violence. Yeah. White silence is violence. Yeah. White silence is violence. More. White silence <laughs> is, and then it's. Yeah. They've hit the maximum character limit mm -hmm. on their tweet. And then they make it a thread. And the thread goes on. Cool way to spend time. White silence is violence. White si I'm just thinking of that. That just was the first one to pop into my head. But they right. have all sorts. Yeah. A lot of them are also funny. Like, bring back taco pizza. Or yeah. Mexican pizza. That, if you're going to, like, make it funny, then I think that's funny. It's a good format. But, it's but if you're going to make exploited. it serious. If you're going to make it serious, it's like... It's cringe and embarrassing. Correct. And that's what activism is. And it's... What, did you hear that? Yeah. What was that? I don't know. Mischief. <laughs> A lot of activism is cringe. And repetitive. Yeah. And it doesn't even matter what the... Whose side you're talking about. 
Yeah, but also, I feel like, and I hope that this remains the case, you know, beyond this month, but I feel like people really are responding to this shooting in a more, like, attentive way, and it doesn't kind of seem like an aimless response, like, that you usually get, where no one really, like, everyone cares, but for some reason, everything just feels, like, really, like, a lot angrier in a meaningful way, which is good, I think. I don't even know about that. Not about what? I, I don't know if this seems, this seems exactly the same. I don't know. I feel a different energy about it. This really one we, we discussed earlier was more unifying because of the either incompetence or whatever sketchy behavior of the police there. Exactly. That everyone's mad at those cops. Everyone's Republicans mad at all of it. and Democrats are all really mad at those cops. That's what I'm saying. You were saying that earlier, actually, that everyone is having a real response to this in a way that is anti like what happened like usually conservatives are like yeah but a good guy with a gun stops a bad guy with a gun that type of thing but now like the all good guys with the guns failed to act well and they weren't good guys with the guns they just had them they were supposed to be the good guys they're the supposed guns. to be but that's the whole point is that everyone thinks that it was a major failure of the system and usually it's only the left that thinks it's a major failure of the system and the right is like, no, the system's fine. These are just ne'er-do-wells who are exceptions to the rules, which is like, you know, hard to argue, but also not really accurate. <clears throat> I think conservatives want to arm teachers, but this is what's funny, <laughs> is that conservatives they do, and that really don't... sucks. Okay, so let's take both sides of this. First of all, the liberal side has blatant contradictions in it, which is disarm the public basically they don't want people to have guns that's the most extreme um like stance of liberals a lot of them are just like ban assault weapons but they're not going any further than that but then a lot of them are like why does anyone need to have a gun and then you're like but you hate cops and you think that all cops do is kill black people and you want only cops to have the guns a lot, though. and then on the other end obviously is like the conservatives being very pro-cop, but then being like, the last thing we want is the only people that have guns to be cops. Well, yeah, but at the same time, I think I brought this up to you uh, earlier, which is that if you have a gun, like, it, let's say someone trespasses, um, or even like the police are like, you know, they break into your house. It's like a no knock warrant situation and you like have a gun and you're startled. Like if you draw a gun on them, they're gonna just kill you. Like having a gun in any situation where you're like facing the government, you're still gonna lose. So I don't really know. Not always. I mean, I don't, I don't really know of any exceptions. Wasn't there that standoff and like, where was it? Don't you remember that standoff that happened? And it was like, fuck, I wish I had this. What? I, I wish I had looked this up before. Like, there was a standoff between federal agents and these, like, I don't know, some guy who's, like, kind of known in the gun conservative community. And they had a standoff. And I think the, it resolved in 
in a judge ruling in favor of the civilians in this case and not the federal agents. Yes, but like yeah, there are laws that protect that. That's what makes the, like the context of most gun ownership like normal gun ownership okay. Like people just want to have a gun to protect their house. Like that's the classic scenario and their or their family too. I just don't I don't just mean the house, but like you know what I'm saying? Like but but if it got heated, like it probably never got to a point like it was a white guy, I'm sure, you know, if it was a different race, it probably wouldn't have stayed calm the whole time. Am I wrong? Mm, I, maybe. I think it would be more likely for it to get violent um, and escalated quicker. That That's possible, but I don't know. I think that overall... If we're going to have, I mean, I've been talking, we talked on this podcast about gun college and, you know, just like improving education about, you know, having a gun and using a gun. But like, I think maybe if more people learned how to like shoot to not kill or if cops like shot to not kill or if like just gun use was just more strategic and like I don't know better safer am I wrong I mean well we're kind of straying away from the topic at hand here because this was a situation where the cops didn't shoot to kill they didn't shoot at all I know but what if you were like facing off with like someone right and you had like a duel of sorts like civilian on civilian gun use right and you like shot someone's like leg. Do you think it, like we're approaching a society where like everyone has guns and everyone is like using guns to solve arguments? No, because well, this is the Tim Dillon actually brought this up on whatever episode we were listening to earlier when mm-hmm. he was talking to Lex. Friend of the pod. Yeah. And a lot of people bring up this point, which is a valid point, that there's been a lot of guns in the United States. Like a lot yeah. for a long time. Mass shootings and school shootings particularly are a newer phenomenon. And the guns were already there before. Yeah. So there's another factor at work here. And they'll make their correlative claims with the assault weapons ban. And they'll say, look, see, the assault weapons ban ends here in 2004. And then the shootings go up. Obviously, if you're talking to me, I keep saying obviously, i got to stop. If you're talking to me, then we'd go down a whole rabbit hole and I'd start telling you about well, operations, okay, but that's you know, so FBI. The assault rifle thing is another thing because, like, let's say it becomes illegal for a person like you and me to have an assault rifle, and then the government are the only people with assault rifles. So you like, even if you have a gun, you still lose. Like, well, the the thing is with that argument that I hear that a lot, and I think I've spoken about this before on the podcast that it. People will say, well, what are you going to do with your assault gun anyway, even if you have one, and the government wants you dead? Because they have drones, and they have F-15s, yes, and they have bombs. That's pretty much what I'm saying. But then the, 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 that doesn't take it to... That is one of those things that I think if you actually saw that through to the end, you'd realize how untenable that is from the government standpoint. You just imagine... Why? Imagine a domestic airstrike... In the United States, the U.S. military 
dropping bombs from fighter jets on U.S. civilians. No, but... Because they have guns that they don't want them to have. Yeah, sure, but that's not... That's, like, going too far in that direction, though. Like, if you have an assault rifle, you're still one person, and then you have, like, all of the cops or the SWAT team or whatever showing up to your house and killing you. Like, you're still kind of outnumbered no matter what, unless everyone in, like, every civilian was in their own collective army pod regionally right you belonged to that but think like if a SWAT like, team just showed up that's some the only guys. way that protecting yourself with that kind of weapon would even make sense and even that is a really abstract idea like but it actually is kind of a cool idea if you like live in jersey city and you were part of the jersey city military and everyone had to like fight wars against other towns is that a cool idea? I mean, it's. I feel like maybe in a hundred years people would get there. You think that'll be fun? You want to be in the military? Government would become so small. Like we wouldn't want to do urban warfare. We're not built for urban warfare. I'm more of like, I'm more of a sharpshooter. I need like open fields and stuff. We would need to be in a more isolated area. I wouldn't. I mean, I guess you know we have a balcony, so I could do stuff from up here. But we're we're sitting ducks if they get in that elevator. <laughs> you know, that's going to be a problem. If the elevator doesn't kill us first. Yeah, there's a lot of danger. You'd probably be better off off the grid. Don't even have to participate. You but just this don't want to like... live in the city anymore. No, I don't. <laughs> Sip a soda. Sip a soda. But this is the other thing that a lot, like what a lot of people say when they train, um, if they train like MMA or some type of fighting, it's like you want to know it and you never want to have to use it. That's a lot of the perspective. And then a lot of like the Asian disciplines, it's like strictly defensive. Yeah. And so a lot of people probably feel that way about you're like, well, why are you why do you feel the need to arm yourself so much? And some of them are literally like collectors. Some of them love guns. guns and some are of cool them probably are like, I don't want to have to ever use this, but I don't want to not have it. Yeah, in case I do need it. I carry a knife. I like carrying a knife. You know? Uh-huh. It makes me feel like if I was in a prepared situation, like I saw danger coming at me, I could grab it. Right. It's not super useful for like an immediate response, but it is something just in case. Yeah. And the feeling of that is good. It's like... Yeah, so... It feels natural. <clears throat> That so, you but you see these contradictions that I'm pointing out here. That if I'm a liberal and I'm like, what do I want? I hate the cops, and the cops only exist to brutalize black men. But I also hate that people have guns who aren't cops. I only want the cops to have the guns. I don't know how they square these things. They think that it's, all guns are evil, and it's hard to argue that sometimes. Well, I don't know. I mean, the you can view it through two perspectives. So you could take that stance. And you could also say the gun is like an equalizer where you can't just be, you know, attacked and brutalized by someone just because they're bigger than you. That is taken out of the equation. Especially if it's a whole bunch of people who are a lot smaller than you. Yeah, or if it's a bunch of people who are a lot smaller than you. So sad. Just sucks, dude. It sucks. It really does. <clears throat> well, that's the so, uh, and then about that, 
particular instance that I'm like, here's the other thing. You go, if I you're a cop. I just got a notification saying, like, the Justice Department is going to do an investigation into what happened. And it's like they failed to do their job. Like, well, Biden already said something like in defense of them. No. No. Uh, yeah, let me on, see. Come on, Brandon. I have it. Brandon said something. He said, the White House refused to call for an investigation into the police response um, saying President Joe Biden has the utmost respect for the men and women of law enforcement. Oh, fuck you, motherfucker. So that was That's pussy take. Yeah, that was really... Dude, what the fuck? Um, what do you mean, dude? So, <clears throat> if law enforcement go, okay, everyone hates us and we don't like that, so you know what? Maybe we just won't respond when bad things happen and maybe we don't want to put our lives on the line because everyone's mad at us. That could be one interpretation of like inaction of police. But the flip side of that is like, what could be a better PR scenario than like, we know you guys don't like us. You talk all that shit on Twitter, but you know what? When a school's getting shot up, we fucking go in there and we kill the shooter. Like what could be a better PR totally, look totally. for all US law enforcement than if they actually did something they and they like can heroic, just put their yeah. balls on the table and be like, oh, you hate cops? Yeah. Well, those kids are still alive. Exactly. But you guys exactly. hate cops. Oh, sorry. <coughs> yeah, sorry about, you know, sorry about whatever, George Floyd or whatever. Yeah, sorry about that. But, you know, you still need us. So yeah. they totally missed this beautiful opportunity right. to absolutely form a new narrative. Because they, they never... <clears throat> it's like usually usually like they're not in a situation where they can actually act because it happens quickly and then they show up after yeah. they're the most disappointing <laughs> over and over again like group of professional people yeah this you know? was the worst because they were actually arresting parents for like wanting to get inside that's the worst part of it do you think like they kept saying like like parents kept saying that they were like trying to push through and like get in. What were they at like physically stopping them that hard, or did any parents run in? Um, I think one woman went in and got her kids out. Hell yeah! I think that happened. You I know think that happened. Me. Yeah, I and mean, not will. God forbid. But yeah. like, that would be me. Yeah, we'd all like to believe that would be us. Uh huh. And God bless her. Yeah, That's that was a, that was a power move. Yeah. But for everyone else who didn't, I, I understand too. Par paralysis is yeah, like shock and paralysis in that situation <laughs> is unreal. Because you also like when you run in, you risk like distracting the shooter in the direction of your child. Like you don't want to like put them in danger. You don't know what's going on in there. Mm -hmm. You don't know if the shooter like was going one way and you accidentally brought him toward you which is actually toward your kid like, yeah so i get it but like it's it's an insane situation that no civilian should have to navigate um with cops next to them yeah so and you said before no go ahead i don't know about many i have not looked in really to the specifics of either Buffalo or this to look for red flags in terms of like six week cycle stuff, the FBI. The Buffalo one seems more like there's some telltale signs of 
maybe some FBI involvement, nudging. Why? Um, I don't. I saw like a thread on it, and just some of the places where he drove by, the manifesto, the things written on the gun, which was like basically the same exact things that were written on a gun from one of the shootings like ten years ago. So or maybe it record, might have been Parkland. For the record, you're saying that the FBI would kind of drive someone to do a yeah, crime yeah. like this. So you're not saying that the, it's not a real thing or that those people didn't die. You're saying that a person was coerced. No, I mean, all of these are individual cases. But I don't see any reason to think that there weren't 10 dead people in Buffalo. Or right. that this wasn't a real shooting in Texas. No, I think but, they're, I mean, I know that they're both real shootings. Yeah, but so. This gunman, um, He I was know, known to FBI. F- both of them for were. For Buffalo? Yeah, both of them were. They were both known? Yeah. How? How, how could you be known and then post on social media and not set off red flags? Beats me. I don't Suspicious. know. I don't know if that's accurate. If this gunman was known to the FBI. I think he was known as a weirdo in school. Right. I don't think... I never heard anything about him being known. I had seen that. I could be mistaken. We'd have to... We'll have to fact check. Fact check false that. Mm-hmm. But um, it's not uncommon for these people to be known to FBI. It's pretty... It's kind of the... It's kind of the uh, standard. What are you trying to tell me? To feel my face because it's so soft. Your face is so soft? Yeah, sorry. I wanted to signal it without saying it into the microphone, but here we are making it a big deal anyway. You just want me to feel your face? Yeah, it's fucking really soft. (laughs) It (laughs) is soft. You're making it a huge thing. So I don't know what in the greater narrative and plan of the FBI, a shooting like is to justify their existence. But then doesn't, isn't the conclusion that one would come to that they didn't do a good job? Like what part of this makes the FBI look like a hero? It doesn't. They don't need to look like heroes. They need to say, we we need to exist because there's all these mass shooters all across the country. I I disagree. This is a very weak, it makes the government look weak top to bottom. No, but the FBI is like, we're coming in, we're doing the investigation. The FBI, you know, that's what a lot of it is. They're the ones who come in and you got the local law enforcement and they go, all right, boys, we're taking over here. This is FBI territory now. This is an official FBI investigation. You know, FBI isn't usually the ones like on scene during events. They're the ones who come out after. Yeah. And so when there's more mass shootings and violence that needs to be investigated they further justify their existence and if they've got to incite some things they're happy to do it it also goes into mk ultra stuff which i should probably do a deep dive episode about that because that would be a fun one yeah but these are the kind of things that they were dealing with mentally unstable people Conducting mind experiments on them, trying to make them Manchurian candidates, things like that. I was arguing when I was with my family, we were talking about like mental health as it relates to 
you know, gun crime. And I was like, we have the most depressed, fucked up people in the world. And my sister was like, well, what about Japan? And I was like, culturally, and tell me if you think I'm wrong, but the Japanese are more like self-harming people and they take more responsibility. Not that it, that they did anything wrong, but when they have like that torment, they don't punish other people. They don't like go out and cause pain. They like kill themselves. Like the right. suicide rate is so much higher. Yeah. But the, the murder rate here is higher because we take everything out on other people and we make it everyone else's problem. And there's a degree of celebrity that you gain from yeah. from these things too. People do look at that as an explanation too, why you see clusters of them. Well, there are no normal people who do shootings. It just doesn't happen. Like neurotypical people don't shoot like don't commit mass shootings it just doesn't happen yeah so like clearly it's a it's a 100 percent correlation and it's not just about the access Is yeah well it? They, they would well i don't know about the japan thing i was it's a theory it's like, seppuku and stuff. I don't know. That's not... <laughs> I know what you're saying. <laughs> you you have dishonored your family, whatever. Oh, my God. I think, you know, a lot of people go... Like, when you're talking about... That's the other thing. When you're talking about this topic, people are like, oh, America is like the world capital of mass shooting and gun violence. And you're like, no, it's not. It just happens way more in countries where people are like, that doesn't count. You know? So if it's in, like, Mexico... And it's like cartel violence. And like the same amount of innocent people die and the same amount of children die as a result. It's probably more. And they're like, well, that's different, though. Is it different? Like when you see those numbers where they like on Twitter, they stack all the countries and all their mass shootings. And it's like four, one, two, ten. And we have like 213 or whatever by now this year. I'd have to see what you're referring to because I have no doubt that that would have been manipulated because... There are very, very violent countries in the world. The United States has more of a problem than it should with these types of events, Mm. but it's not nearly as violent as a lot of countries in the world. But people are like, well, that's a brown country. So, of course, it's violent. So that doesn't count. Sure. So then they just compare it to... Well, there's not that many mass shootings in England. And it's like, okay, well. England's a really tiny place, too, right? I think there's like 60 million people in England. Compared to our 345 million. <clears throat> Thereabouts. So proportionately, is it the same? Um, that's a good question. Like, is, it, is that one-sixth of us or something? Well, that's a place where people can't have guns. I don't know exactly what the gun laws are, and I think you can get a gun in England, but I think... That's another thing. It it's doesn't... way, way, way less guns in England. Um, Australia also, that's... My understanding, I actually, I saw... I forget who it was, but it was someone from Australia who I was listening to on a podcast, and they were like, that's kind of a myth that you can't own a gun in Australia. You can. It's just very rare and it's very hard to get a gun. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, all these people who commit atrocities don't follow the law. They just yeah, find they would a get gun. It anyway. Yeah. That's the other thing. That's like the elephant in the room. But that's the other, like, I mean, 
the real point is that like most people don't even really want guns it's just the fact that we have this right that people feel like really jazzed and like fucking boned up about having guns because they're like oh i'm supposed to but if we didn't have that like there would be no like i mean nobody would care like it's just so attached to like (coughs) patriotism and manhood and toughness and imperialism there it's also like there's like big women gun advocacy groups yeah but only because they're doing it to be hot like that's it's literally there are i would say a tiny fraction of women who earnestly do it because of the gun and not to be a hot gun maybe i don't know that you might be right about that but it's also like women are like we're more vulnerable so we should have guns women don't want guns I mean, I want a gun, but I don't, like, I'm not going to, like, lobby for it. Like, if I want one, one day I'll buy one. You don't have to lobby for it. No, but I'm saying, like, to be an advocate, a gun advocate, a gun girl. Like, like that Caitlyn weirdo. Right. You know? Um, Are you okay? Yeah. I'm adjusting. Yeah, it's, like, it's weird. It's just having, the whole gun situation is, like, who cares it's part about of the having a gun? Yeah, but it's only because we have a right. Yes. But I don't know. It's like it definitely is linked to that. Like we don't even have a right to have a house. Like yeah, we but have you a can't, right to have a gun. It's not that you have a right to have a gun. It's that you have a right to get one if you want one. And the yeah, government fine. can't infringe your ability to purchase one. It would be like, you wouldn't need to make, I don't think they felt the need to make an amendment to be like, if you want to buy a house, you can buy one. We might need to add that amendment if Klaus Schwab and his people have it their way, which is you will own nothing and you'll be happy. And then we'd have to add an amendment to be like, if you want to buy a house, you can do it. But, you know, the, the amendment isn't to say that you get a gun. It's just that I you understand. can get one. Yeah. That's fair. <clears throat> so. You were saying the other thing. What was I saying? I brought up, like, the whole, like, the nature of having the right makes you want a gun. And you were saying something about the Australian guy who was like, you can get a gun if you want. I was just saying that people will compare things and go like, well, they took all the guns away in Australia, and that's fine, and I, that's also kind of... Did they get paid for that? Like, I, they, I don't know how like, they it did it. Was it a buyback it. program? I bet they did a buyback program. I'm not sure how they did it. You couldn't do it I in America, that too. Idea. That's the other thing. But the guns are already out there, so anyone who wants one will be able to get one. No, oh, but a buyback, like, if you were like, you know what, this is too dangerous. I'm going to oh, give like it up. Wanna, I'm sure you can get some guns, like like that if the government wanted to do that but it would be I mean, of course you could sell your gun to whoever you want i guess but like yeah um, it wouldn't be that many people selling their guns to the government and the type of person who's going to have a lot of guns probably doesn't have much trust for the government and wouldn't be the type of person who's going to sell a gun to the government i i don't know maybe yeah i don't know speculative yeah objection hearsay um, what is that? What do they say? Was the opposite of overruled? Sustained. Sustained. Yeah. <laughs> Sip of club soda. Sip of soda. Okay, so there's more to say here. 
Okay, let's continue. I just had something on the tip of my tongue. But now I'm kind of forgetting it. Oh, man. Wait, I'm pausing for a sec. Okay. Okay, we're back. I remember what I was going to say. Ted Cruz, you are going to say? Yeah. What a douchebag. Yeah. Not sexy. I think... Um, I was telling you this the other day, and I haven't said it on the podcast yet, so I'll say it on the podcast. There's a lot of liberals, and I... It was exemplified in this Twitter thread that I saw that I was telling you about that someone was like, well, the Second Amendment, blah, 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 well-regulated militia, blah, 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 muskets, blah, 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 you know, mm-hmm. couldn't buy a cannon, blah, 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 not true, by the way. Right. And, uh, and you know, as a matter of fact, even the First Amendment, blah, 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 hate speech, blah, 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 not protected speech. You're not, you know, you're not free from consequences, blah, blah, blah. When you're like, what what, what, what consequences are you suggesting? Like, yeah. I used to have a bit that's like, I believe in free speech, but not freedom from consequences. So if you say the wrong thing, you should be arrested. Those should be the consequences. Now, I'm a free speech advocate. Yeah. I just think if you say the wrong thing, you should be in jail for the rest of your life. The Those problem, are the consequences of your speech. The problem is no one thinks that you're joking. I know. And exactly. That's well, that's the scary part. That's the yeah, that's the funny and scary part. Right. But I say to these people, I go, well, just say you hate the Constitution and just say you want to get rid of the Constitution, right. which that's not like people think that's blasphemous. And I would just say, they don't people think it's sexy to hate the Constitution? Now. Yeah, Constitution's so whack. Whatever that guy with the the black guy with the gray hair, you know that fat black guy. I forget. He's like a quote unquote intellectual. And he goes and talks about the Constitution being he, whack. He, he tried to make that like a like a hashtag. Is he a comedian? No. Huh. He like writes books that are definitely not kind of retarded. Well, I don't know who you're talking about. But him, I go, okay, well, yeah, at least you're saying it. I mean, just say it. Have the courage to say it. But also, it is whack. <coughs> like, hello. I mean, it... See, people it's have fine. such... It's fine. Like, it's it's fine. The Constitution's fine. Why do you have sol- to be like, so polarized about the Constitution? Like, you're either, like, sucking it off or being like, it's whack and we need to throw it out the window. Like, how about we use it as a fucking building block like you know every other document ever made in history like you start somewhere and then you improve it you edit it and of course that's what amendments are but like you know more just keep changing it you know i I don't know i just say that make it make sense i think like at that point i just say get rid of it then i would i would say like get rid of it you have to have foundational documents for your society you have to have for the law mission statement like it a constitution is a cool idea like it's there's nothing wrong with the idea of having a unifying system of documents cool you know it, it gives you a hierarchy like for crime and for like you know just you know rights it spells out what your rights are. That's cool. Like, that's a well, good that's way to lead society. Not, no, I'm saying a group of foundational documents. Like, they didn't even want to. That was from some of the. Um, I guess that was like the anti-federalists, but they they finally had to concede. 
because you had Alexander Hamilton kind of leading the Federalists being like, no, we need to make this constitution. We need to make centralized power in the government, which I thought was bad. I'm having different thoughts about it now based on the work of Curtis Yarvin. Yeah, and I disagree. Well, I just think it's, I'm seeing it differently and where I thought Hamilton was the bad guy and Jefferson was the good guy and now I'm seeing it like they both had different ideas. I don't think either one's a bad guy or either one's necessarily the good guy in the scenario. They just had different perspectives on what was going to work and what was going to make the best system. Mm -hmm. And I think Hamilton was a little more practical. Also something that I didn't, that you can see um, Jefferson and the Anti-Federalists got like really big hard-ons for like the French Revolution Mm -hmm. and they were kind of more revolutionaries and there's that famous Jefferson quote which is like the 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 tree of freedom needs to be watered with the blood of patriots oh and like from one side you go yeah fuck yeah dude but then on the other side you're like that's not great yeah (laughs) like you you're a president you're a statesman like not the best messaging there yeah jeff are you trying to get people to kill each other in different countries is that like is that the goal yeah it's just a, a different take on it and i said wow that's a totally different perspective so I don't know enough, and I'm trying to learn more. I found a book called The True History of the American Revolution. Because that's the thing. We had the Articles of Confederation before the Constitution. Sure. And that was kind of a disaster. It was kind of a mess. Yes. A lot of anarchists and libertarians go, we need to go back to a system pre-Constitution. Because that's the thing. You would think like liberals are the anti-constitutionalists, but a lot of the anti-constitutional arguments that I've heard have been from libertarians and they don't like the constitution because the constitution um, set up the powerful federal government the overarching federal government so they don't like that about the constitution and they see the constitution in that light and that's kind of dumb though just like revision is like on the table well it it's it's not really because we have an ineffective legislative branch and you can't make an amendment, I don't think, without a two-thirds majority. No, I understand that it's difficult, but I'm saying, like, as a principle, it should just be, like, totally allowed and welcomed to change the Constitution all the time. I like, get, well, <laughs> then what I think someone would say to that, then why have it? Because... You're just making all these changes to it. It's anyway. like saying, "Why have laws? They change all the time. Why have a drinking age? Who cares? Like, just change things <laughs> as you see them appropriate, and keep everyone like safe in a relevant way. You know? Why not? Why not? Uh, Why not? Then I. But that's what I'm saying. I'm saying just like. But then if you change maybe the, the laws every year. Well, then maybe then just get rid of the Constitution and get rid of the federal government and just make state governments. No. And then they can change things up as much as they want. No. And as often as they want. And some states can have, like, we're no. sticking with the Constitution. It makes in this things state. too volatile for people living there. You don't, you can't just say, but oh, then if you it don't like make, it, move to another state. No one wants to move to a different state. But if you're going to change the Constitution or whatever so much, so often yeah. with revisions, then it's like move to a different country if you don't like it. Right. Correct. <laughs> yep. So it's easier Correct. to move to a different country than a different state? No, it's just that you would make things that better represent 
what's best for the people more often in a more contemporary way. Just I think a lot of the point from the founders who cares? or from some of that them doesn't matter at was all. that they would say, no, but you don't know what's best. And they wanted to make it purposely very difficult to make those changes because they're saying these are safeguards against whatever stupid new rules. And that's the like mystical part behind it that people get so chubbed up about. They're people like, they get... knew this is the way and they knew what's up and yeah. God came through them and told us exactly how we should live forever. And it's like, right. that's so dumb. Like, use it. That's like using the Bible and living by the Bible. Like, that's not a good idea. Well, like, just because some people said shit once doesn't mean that, yeah, it was a good idea for a little bit. And Here, then, here's the thing, though. I'm not disagreeing with what you're saying, and people get too chubbed up about it, especially the Founding Fathers. Like Title of the episode. Yeah, chubbed, chubbed up. up. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, we got to keep track as up. we do it. Yeah. Chubbed up. A lot of people get like, yeah, they, they, they overdo it, and you're like, okay, these were just people. But I think... You, the biggest problem with like oligarchy that we have is that it's totally unaccountable. It's accountable to no one because you don't even know where to place responsibility, which I think we might have talked about in the last episode a little bit, where you're like, who, who do I even get mad at? It's like we just have this, these, you know, sprawling bureaucracy that's divided into different. You got the Department of Homeland Security. Like, mm -hmm. if, if, like, who would you even, if there was like a terrorist attack on the United States from a foreign actor, mm -hmm. then you'd be like, this is the Department of Defense's fault. And then you're like, well, but maybe it's the State Department's fault, but maybe it's the Homeland Security Department's fault. You're like, when you have so many different factions that carry power, it, it, everything gets spread. It's like, uh, you know, it's like, it would be like, you can't focus on, so they're unaccountable because you can't really focus in on like, what's the problem? This is one of, that. that's one of the things with, when Curtis Yarvin talks about having a monarch, that it's like, everything falls on you and everyone knows whose fault it is. Because it's kind of like... Un it, everyone knows that the the president doesn't really have that much power. Mm -hmm. And the president will tell you that. Because how often do presidents go, I would love to do this right now, but my hands are tied. Mm -hmm. It's the judicial branch and it's the legislative branch and I just can't do it. I'm sorry, but I'd love to do it. It would be a different thing. We don't even have to argue the merits of it. But if it's like, if you could do it, then it falls on you, and the accountability is on you solely. Yeah. When you have an oligarchy, there is no accountability. That's the worst part about oligarchy. Okay, that's fair. So, I forget the point that I was going to make with this. Streamlining decision-making. Um. So, oh, this is the point that I was going to make, because you, you mentioned something about the Bible and living mm -hmm. by the Bible. People will make this argument in favor of monarchy and it wouldn't apply today but it did apply then 
that you had the divine right of kings, this belief in the divine right of kings, that mm-hmm. kings were chosen by God. Yeah. But the thing is that a lot of the times, and especially with a lot of good kings, which there were plenty of good kings. I mean, there's a lot of bad kings. Right. And queens. Uh-huh. But there were a lot of good kings and good queens. And a lot of the time, they thought that, for real, that they were chosen by God. And so they felt accountable to God. Yeah. And so they felt like they had to do the right thing because ultimately they would be judged by God. Sure. And this is an argument in favor of monarchy. Well, that's interesting because it lets someone's ego drive their desire to keep people happy. Mm -hmm. And that's pretty powerful, especially in America. Yeah. Where ego trumps everything. Mm Mm-hmm. So that's fair. Yeah, so I don't know. It's like you kind of, nothing's going to change for a long time. And then something, and then everything will change, probably, because that's usually how things happen. It's not going to be like, all right, it's not going to be like a remodeling. It's not going to be like, oh, we're going to take down this and we're going to change that. It's not going to be gradual over time. It's going to be like collapse rebuild the smart thing to do would be for opponents of the system to create parallel systems to be able to step in and kind of seamlessly transition but then who does that become i don't know but that's kind of where the energy is better focused because the idea of fixing something like if if you it's like if there's a house that's abandoned and it's been flooded and it's just absolutely decrepit and half of it burned down and there's mold. Condemned. Condemned. That's the That's word. That's the word. Yeah. It's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> condemned. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Yes. <laughs> we were trying to think of a word earlier. I couldn't think of the word condemned. And then we were trying to think of it and Lord just thought of it. Condemned. Nice. If you've got a condemned house. <laughs> yeah. That half burnt down. And there's there's uh, water bugs all downstairs and infestation. There's rats crawling all over. There's still water in the basement. It Ugh. stinks. There's the. It's just it it and there's mold. Like no matter what you did, there would always be mold in the walls, and it would be toxic to live there. And people want to rebuild this, and they want to put their effort into rebuilding this. And you're like, why don't you just build a new house, even if it's not going to be on sale for a while and you can't move in for a long time. Well, okay. It's I a waste get it. of energy it's trying not, to fix that. But it's not because that's like saying that there's no good part of the Constitution. Is that accurate? No, I'm not saying that. And is but it, there's no much, good part. How of the much government? of the Constitution is reflected in our current government, and how much of the original view of what our government should be is actually reflected in our current government? Because even Alexander Hamilton, who liked the idea of a strong central government would not like this, what I was just referring to, the unaccountable government. None of them, this degree of oligarchy, They, it, it's like Hamilton and Jefferson would stand together and be like, wow, this is an abomination. Yeah. They had completely different conceptions of what a government should be. But both of them had, n- neither of them in in what they said or wrote is like reflective in this current government. So 
it's not like this is a reflection of the Constitution. So it's not to say that the Constitution's bad, but it's 250 years old. And... Well, don't let people keep the magic a little bit by saying that it's still the Constitution. <coughs> it's like when you buy your child, like your child has a teddy bear, and they drag it through the mud, and it's like their favorite thing in the world, but you're like, this is going to kill someone because it's just disgusting. So you, like, buy a new one, and it, it's the same thing, but... I saved you. Um, you buy a new one, and it's the same thing. And they're like, oh, yeah, it's the same thing, but it's, like, not. You know? Yeah. Like, trick people. Say, oh, it's still the Constitution, but keep, like, the skeleton there. And Well, that's what they've it. done. I mean, that's what they did, like, New New Deal. Right. Sure. Actually, Abe Lincoln. Yeah. Abe Lincoln did it. So... We've done it at least twice now. Yeah, that's a good point. Where it's a complete reimagine of what the country is and what the role of the government is. Yeah, perfect. Let's do it again. Green New Deal. Get AOC back in here. We could do it <laughs> Let's again. Let's just make it that. I don't know if the Green New Deal would be my favorite. No, but we already know the name of it. Yeah. So it'll just, we'll rewrite the Green New Deal. Dark MAGA. Oh, wow. The Dark MAGA New Deal. You got to figure out what's going on there because that's a fun I got to figure that out. That's a fun one. Because I just saw in, Matt, in that in this post where he conceded defeat, Madison Cawthorn wrote something about Dark MAGA. So I have to go on 4chan he and gets see what that's it. about. He's going to be the new Alex Jones. He's going to be like, I've been in it. I've seen it. It's terrible. Let me tell you that would secrets. be cool. He could do that. He could if be he a wanted correspondent to go in that for Alex Jones. The problem is that he puts himself in a lot of danger doing that, like legitimate danger. You think Alex Jones isn't in danger? Like he must have some kind of agreement with someone. He has to be controlled up, or at the very least, Alex it's like, Jones. Yeah, a controlled op. Controlled opposition. I understand. Thank you. I'm saying like you. I was emphasizing, like, you really think he's controlled? Ow. I don't think they let someone into Bohemian Grove, let him film the burning of the owl effigy, release that film, and get away with that unless they wanted him to. They let him in. I think it's a really good strategy to, like, diffuse people's perception of what is going on there so that people say well if they let someone in clearly it's not that bad and then people are like yeah this is weird but i guess it's just not my thing you know yeah yeah. and if if they like punished or tortured people who found that kind of shit it would be everyone's like number one goal to find out what's going on yeah but letting someone in just trivializes everything well they get they get off you pretty pretty easy and no one's gonna ask those types of questions i mean they could just throw alex jones in a ditch somewhere but also i think they get off a little bit on the chase like here's a little taste i think they like to show people what they're doing yeah i think alex jones might be like the vessel that they let exactly that's what i mean so I don't I don't know that he's even insincere, but some of his sources maybe or some of the places where he gets information, they're doing a like a limited hangout, you would call it, giving you some. Yeah. But not enough. Mm-hmm. And just putting it out there. Right. Which God bless him because he sure does love it. Yeah. That's a man that loves his job. 
Not always. Sometimes he's losing his mind. I haven't listened to him in a while. I haven't listened to him in a long time. Yeah. Long, long time. You gotta see what he says about some of these shootings. Yeah, we should see his take. Yeah. After this. Okay. We're bringing it home. It's the home stretch here. We'll finish around an hour. I think um, you've got your gun college idea. It's not perfect. And I've got, I think my idea would be... Gun college? Wait. Every God-fearing say... American should own a gun. That should be provided for free by the government. Well, at this point, I'm like, next steps for everyone here are the following. No one should vote for a very long time. Everyone should express how fed up they are with the manipulation and the waiting on promises that no one ever keeps. Respond to that by saying, I'm not doing it anymore. Like, clearly you're all going to do whatever you want anyway. That's detachment. I love that. And no one, like, if you reduce voters by, like, 50% or 40%, they'd be like, huh, we're losing everyone, and now we don't have power over anyone anymore. Like, Yeah, people just checked out. It also undermines their legitimacy. Right. Exactly. That and everyone starts carrying a gun. And yeah. everything becomes so fucking crazy. I think that's that great. It's like sometimes you have to hit rock bottom. And I don't want people to die. And I don't want people to get hurt. But like if people just start expressing how fucked up they are in the most like punk rock way, maybe. Uh, well, what if everyone stopped voting and everyone got a gun and things just got way better? That's what I'm saying. Wouldn't that be sick? Everyone just feels like they have a big dick walking yeah. around. They're like. If people are so friendly, yeah, and they just have open carry on your hip, right. it's like both of you just have a pistol, yeah, and you're just like, hey, it's Bob, mutual respect. How you doing? What you do with the family this weekend? Yeah, Memorial Day, huh? You guys do some grilling? Yeah, could be a very peaceful society. This mm-hmm. is a possibility. The other thing that I wanted to say, everyone's terrified of going everywhere because <laughs> one of the. Um, one of the most vile creatures in politics to to me it, this is not that's not a fair characterization vile creature would be like nancy pelosi or hillary clinton or like mitch mcconnell those are vile creatures her husband got arrested right? he got a dui yeah um but beto o'rourke is something in politics that i hate why he's he's a he is such a fraud and he is so um, manufactured, and he's he's Play-Doh. Okay, fine. He's Play-Doh. But it's a really funny when the conservative, like, like owning point for Beto O'Rourke is like, his name isn't even Beto. Like, it's like Robert. Yeah, and it's like, okay, nice, dude. Like, well, no, but that's, that is pointing out, like, uh, you know, what, like, why? You're like, why? Is it Beto? Yeah, why'd like you why? do Beto? To sound is, ethnic. Yes, yeah, so to get no. the Hispanic vote. Like, everyone sees how white you are. I don't think Beto is a Hispanic. Whatever it is, you know. It's weird. I thought it was Irish. It's it's weird. But he, um, like, when you saw that video of him, like, going up when Greg Abbott was speaking. I heard about it. I didn't have the bandwidth to take it I don't know. He just walked in. up and started yelling. And, um... But that is the other side effect of this, or the other thing that needs to be pointed out, 
and this is the case so often with liberals, it's the case with conservatives too. This is the case with politicians that this is great for Beto. This is great for democratic politicians. When things like this happen, they're, no one's happier than they are. They actually enjoy this because it's a new talking point. It's something to get outraged about. It's something to outrage the base about. Right. There's no, like, people in Washington don't care when innocent people die if they don't know them. They're like, yeah, fuck yeah, dude. Awesome. They were kids? How am, are you kidding me? Double, we got double digits, baby? Let's go. They are excited. That's so disgusting. They froth at the mouth. It's disgusting. Politics is disgusting. It is the most disgusting art form known to man. And the, they, that is all that matters to them, is like scoring political points, changing the narrative, making the narrative change in their favor. So that's like kind of just a, that's another like elephant in the room, like mass shootings are good for democratic politicians. That's something to think about, too. Yeah. And it's a reality. And Democrats will, you know, throw their hands in the air. I'm like, I'm not saying you, I'm not saying they're good for you as a Democratic voter, but the Democratic voter is very different than the Democratic politician, as is the case with any voter versus the person who's actually scamming you. Mm -hmm. They don't care about you. I think... I'd have to do. I'd like to. I'd like to do like maybe an audit of like the Congress because we're talking federal too. Generally speaking, when I'm talking like politician, as like a general term, I'm talking about federal politicians mm-hmm. like in Washington. Mm-hmm. Not talking about state politicians or local politicians. That's different. Mm-hmm. Especially the more local you get, it's like how corrupt is this fella gonna be being like the postmaster general of like a town of. 600 people like is that sleeps with all his friends wives (laughs) that'd be funny if those were the most corrupt of all (laughs) i mean they they are because they're they have more access to people and like it's very easy to control a town if you wanted to that's true but i also feel like a lot like and a lot of people that's okay like that's enough for them that's where you'll see though i think that's the only place we're going to see the archetype of the fella who's like well you know people you know okay i i don't they don't even necessarily want to do it but everyone in town is like, we think it would be a good idea if you were mayor. And they're like, okay, I'll be mayor then. They did like, that with one of my history teachers in school. Yeah. And ever he was like the most beloved guy like in town. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure he's still alive. Um, shout out to Kevin McAvoy. But he was like the mayor for like a long time just because uh-huh. people thought he was the man. Well, in some towns. And he did a great job. And sometimes <laughs> the mayor is a part-time job. It's not a full-time. I think he was full-time. Yeah, <laughs> he wasn't. So, he was like a retired teacher, right? So, um, but like that, I'm talking like they'll have it structured that way, where like sometimes the or city is the city council will be more in charge, and the mayor's kind of peripheral, or vice versa. Mm-hmm. Bigger cities, the mayor's more important. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's what I'm talking about when I say politician and like the democratic politicians are happy about what happened in buffalo and they're happy about what happened in uvalde or whatever it's called uvalde Uvalde, yeah they're happy about that i'm talking about federal level congressmen and women and senators those are the ones that are happy 
they're not reflective of how Democrats feel because they're politicians. Mm-hmm. So they're not actual representatives. But I was going to say, I'd like to do an audit. That would take a while. <laughs> Just see how many actually, like, not pieces of shit there are. Because, yeah. like, Thomas Massey, I like Thomas Massey a lot. We'll He's, go like, through super them one chill. By one. Yeah, <laughs> we'll do a, episode, we'll a mega like a five-hour episode, episode yeah. just going one by one and be like, Elizabeth Warren, <sighs> where do I begin? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Elizabeth Warren, socialist. I wonder why she has so much money. We could Tom- do a fantasy draft government. Yeah. <laughs> where we take, we take athletes, celebrities, and current politicians. Um and like YouTubers and assemble our ideal government. Yeah, I might. Score points. I just say like Logan Paul's going to be president and Tim Dillon's going to be the secretary of state. Uh, I don't think Tim is good. He's better defense department. He's not a secretary of state. I don't think well, he's. Well, that's between he's them. He's not a diplomat. He's in the cabinet. He's going to be in the cabinet. That's fine. I just say, look, let's just, we got the next guy up. Trump has to duck out. I really hope he doesn't run in 2024. It's DeSantis's party now. Super Give interesting. Give it to DeSantis. Convert us to a monarchy. King Ron DeSantis. Ew. Let him reign for like 25 years. Set this ship oh, right. Oh, God. That That's sounds a, fucking Look, awful. it's just the best we got. It's... <laughs> like, a, a I'd lot rather of, have Logan Paul. A lot of the good options are just not going to run for president. And Logan DeSantis Paul, is going to run. And he'll, he's the only good option. I mean, what like Joe Biden or Ron DeSantis? Like, what? Oh wait, twenty thirty two, I think actually. Twenty. I don't. Uh, I don't. I, I don't want Logan Paul to be the president or king. I would. <laughs> I he could be my king. No. I think he's my king. No. Well, you're my king for sure, but he's my king too. Let's leave him to. He can be king of YouTube. That'd be that's his domain. The internet czar. Yeah. Web czar. But we need a we need a cutthroat politician who's already made it to. He's cutthroat. To an executive position He's in government. He's a boxer. That's not the kind of cutthroat we're talking about here. He would probably. I mean, he he dabbles in cryptocurrency. He did um, what was his? Oh my god. Um. Oh, his coin was so good. It was um, dink doink. Dink doink. Yeah. Dink doink, you're my favorite coin. You don't you never heard that? No. Oh wow. Yeah, but anyway, he's very talented. And yeah, he can do I everything. Just, like, I don't and know. And he wouldn't tell me not to get an abortion. He would let me do whatever I want. I don't like does does Sanders even say that? Yeah, I think he's anti abortion. But has he made laws against it? I don't know, but he's a conservative through and through. He just doesn't believe that you should be allowed to have an abortion. <clears throat> Well, you like, but at the same time, I think he also respects the fact that Miami's a place. <laughs> he's also like, yeah, he's not. Uh, he's been doing a state thing. He's pretty laissez-faire, I guess. He clearly um, respects the rights of states. Sure. As a governor, well, because that when you're a governor, that's what you want. <laughs> yeah. You're like, well, if I'm in charge here, sorry. Well, that's what you do. No, it's not. You're doing it right now. Dink doink, national currency. I don't want the the dink doink creator to be king, but... 
I don't. We have different perspectives on that, and that's okay. I think uh, you know, there's there's some good options. Joe for Rogan king. could be king. Um, he's too impressionable. No. I mm, maybe I'd consider it. I'd consider it a Joe Rogan king kingship. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe let's just float some ideas before we end the episode of some potential kings. Yeah. Gordon Ramsay. Yeah, great king. Great Yarvin. king. If he was political. And if you wanted to dive into Curtis this. Curtis Yarvin said that? That's yeah. so funny. <laughs> yeah. Great idea. Just Dude, come in rules. there and just just tell people they're idiot sandwiches. And, Who are you? Yeah. An just idiot angrily bring it to its heel. That's pretty cool. Napoleon style. Yeah. Bill Belichick. No, he's too soft-spoken. What? You need to be able to go and rally and... and no, actually, you don't necessarily. Dude, he's like the man. But this is the thing. It Tom would have Brady? to be a democratic. Tom Brady. No, no way. We, we have to think political here. They have to be. Gordon Ramsay. Uh, well, that was kind of a joke. No, I'm being serious. Gordon Ramsay would be great. Well, we would have to say, Gordon, like, we're giving you a crash course. You got to. We could, need you to can't read he build some a stuff. cabinet? You got to, like. Don't they have. Kings have advisors. They have a cabinet of people. He can totally have advisors, yeah. I, I would give him 10 people. I would give him disciples. We would call them that or something. Sure. The Kingsman. Yeah, he could. Yeah. He's in charge. Gordon Ramsay, Joe Rogan, Tom Brady. These are the best men that we have to offer. It would be, you know, Logan I mean, at Paul. some point, like, Elon Musk is going to run for yeah, president. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I don't think He's so. He's too autistic he doesn't to be, wanna be He doesn't want to be president. Yeah, and he'd make us all cyborgs, and I wouldn't like it. He would. He just doesn't care. I just don't. I I don't trust. It's not people. interesting to him. <clears throat> yeah. Justin Trudeau. Justin Trudeau. You mean Young Castro? Yeah. I mean, he's got. It's in his blood. Young Fitty. Authoritarianism is in his blood, and he's shown that much. So he might be a good king. Mm-hmm. And you wouldn't. That that thing's out the window. The whole idea of being a naturalized citizen, born here. In order to be president, doesn't apply to King, sure. so it doesn't even necessarily have to be an American. Perfect Obama, then. Homegrown, yeah, Obama, <laughs> Barack. Yeah. No, he's proven he doesn't have what it takes. Bernie. You want King Bernie? That'd yeah. be a fucking. That'd be a. That'd be boring. Doja Cat. <laughs> king Doja Cat. Yeah. She'd be king. Yeah. Well, um, then I could be king at that point. What about? What about um, Machine Gun Kelly? Oh, what about Riff Raff? Who, who gives a fuck about Riff Raff anymore? How about Action? Action Bronson could be a fine king. Action Bronson would be a really good king. He'd be a fine king. He I could would. see him in a crown and a cape. I would have Lex Friedman in my cabinet. I would not. I would. Unless I want to be put to sleep at all the cabinet meetings. Yeah, he could be my. He could be my little sleepy king. Come I would on. go, Lex, come here. Let me ask you something, Lex. Um, All the cabinet members have to be like the dwarfs. He's a sleepy. He would no. This Gordon is, Ramsay's hungry. This is what it would be. He would go. I go, Lex. I need to ask you something about um some of some AI stuff. Could you come in here? And then I'd say, um, maybe it wouldn't be AI. I would ask him. I need some policy advice, and I would ask him the question. And he'd be like, "Have you tried? Have you considered love?" <laughs> That's what Lex would do. I love that. Though. He'd go, "Have you considered that? 
maybe the answer is love. And I go, Lex. I did. You're fired from the cabinet. No. And we're executing you no, publicly. No, 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 <laughs> I would no, no. Publicly no. execute Lex. No, he would be the best advisor a man could ask for. You might even need to to see the public execution brought back. Hannah Gatsby. Take us back to our roots. Sebastian Maniscalco, King <laughs> Sebastian. <laughs> Sebastian Maniscalco. Aren't you embarrassed? He'd be like, Canada, aren't you embarrassed? Literally. He would have a podcast. What if the president one day has a podcast? Well, Barack has a podcast. No. The former president has a well, podcast. not anymore. It canceled. wouldn't be that much different than when FDR did those <coughs> radio talks. So true. You know? Wow, he was so cool. Yeah, I, I don't know what to make of him. I mean, he was like, he was a king. That was our last king. Yeah. We had one. People mm-hmm. think it's so outlandish, but like, no. The guy would have, if he didn't die, he would have been in charge for 16 years. Yeah. That's not, that's not a president. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, fundamentally changed the government more than any other person, like, by, mm-hmm. by uh, exponential amount. Yeah. Or, or by, there's whatever phrase I'm looking for. By a lot. Considerably more powerful than any other president besides Abe Lincoln, probably. Mm-hmm. And that was a king. Yeah. We already had a king. Okay. We All can right. do it again. Okay. Just don't call it that. We might have to do it the Aristotelian way, which is just pretend it's a democracy mm-hmm. when everyone really knows it's a king. Like Putin. Like Poots. Poots does have a lot of power. It's a better, that's a better system of what I think. I think you want a situation where the chief executive has as much power as Putz does. I think you actually want that more. I don't know, but I'm willing to experiment with things for a better outcome. Yeah, I mean, why not? At, at this, this point, point. At this point, why not? Like, enough is enough. Enough is enough. That could also be the name of the episode. Well, what do we call it? Chub? Chub up. Chubbed up. Chubbed up? <laughs> yeah. Condemned. <laughs> Condemned, chubbed up. <laughs> or enough is enough. Yeah. I just love the screaming liberal. Mm-hmm. That's my favorite part of these protests. Yeah. Because a lot of people will say, oh, you protest, it's worthless, it's a waste of time, it won't accomplish anything. Great memes. Really funny videos. So they're not totally useless. Correct. They actually, I remember being in Ridgewood. Some of the listeners from around where I grew up will know what Ridgewood is. It's a town. A fine place. It's a fine place. Mm -hmm. We've been there. Correct. It's a really cute, pretty town. It's a fine place. And they had a BLM rally there once. Mm -hmm. And there were two black people. In the whole thing? There were about 300 people. There were two black people. They marched down the street. Are there no black people in Ridgewood? No. Those two black people represented the black population of Ridgewood. Were they in the front? Yes. That's good. So it was, I I was like, well, you're not going to change any policies with this protest, but I'm enjoying it because (laughs) it's hilarious. Yeah. So they did make a difference on that day. Well. Just maybe not what they intended. Yeah. All right. Well, that's all. We've done good work here. Yes. Ron, I hope that you've. You know, we gave you what you wanted here. These were some 
hot takes about guns and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I think the conclusion we came to is that we need a king and we need a fully armed An nation. armed king. An armed king. I don't even see a reason why you should not be able to own like an F-15 if you can operate it. Yeah, and that for that, you would go to gun college and they would determine that. That one, I would I would be okay with that being like an Air Force school for civilians. Yeah, gun and, college. And then I would say maybe even get an aircraft carrier. carrier. Go fund me. We're going to build an aircraft carrier. That'd be a few billion. I have a $9 million goal on my podcast, so whatever you do is going to be a separate fund. It'll be a separate fund for an aircraft carrier, right. for me. And mine is for R. Kelly's catalog. I would like to buy it. Yeah. So Find out on my podcast, Lauren's Dream House. Yeah. Coming next week. And we can keep the catalog on the aboard the aircraft carrier because it'll be very secure mm-hmm. very secure and then I would just need volunteers um, people who can learn how to fly these jets I don't really like heights so I don't want to fly them but I'll get them Hallelujah, I can fly. <laughs> okay that's it we love you we love you so much and see you again next time bye bye bye